Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, everybody. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Good morning, Trout Professor. Good morning, Tony Sanders. How are you this humid morning? It's just a little wet outside. Just a bit, a bit. I, I kind of hate it too, man. We got a cool thing happening here in Chattanooga today, and it's fishing with the deputy, and uh, we're going to be out there this morning. I am anyway. Uh, when that kicks off, rain, sleet, snow, hail. Yeah, the four horse sunshine, ellipse. Yeah. So, but that's uh, well, actually at uh, six at the six twenty five break, uh, Matt Lee from the Hamilton Sheriff's Office is going to call in. And uh, we're going to talk to him for about 10 minutes about what's coming up. That's a cool thing. Uh, I've, been, I've been so excited and behind this thing from the beginning. Um, they're going to have deputies out there fishing with the kids. Uh, FLW touring professional Buddy Gross is going to be there. Give a chance to the kids to meet a professional fisherman. That's cool. That Reg- is. Registration begins at 8.30. Fishing event is from 9 to 1. And uh, it's a huge deal in Hats off to the um, to the sheriff's department for putting this on, and uh, I hope this is even though we have not the best weather forecast today, I hope this is something that they do from now on because this is so cool. The uh, Chattanooga police did something called coloring with a coloring with a cop, I believe is what it was called. I think so. And uh, that was that was pretty cool. They did that several months ago. Uh, I know when it was. It was the same day as the. Uh, uh, Ducks Unlimited thing with kids, so like oh. April 6th, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but they did Coloring with the Cop at Northgate Mall, and that was really cool. So I love seeing uh, the kids be able to get out there and meet the uh, the police officers. Uh, well, today the wildlife officers will be out there too because uh, even though it's fishing with the deputy, there will be some wildlife officers out there. So all that's pretty cool. And uh, it gives kids a chance to meet these people on a different term. And I say that not because every time you meet a deputy is is a bad thing, because it's not. Uh, But a lot of times it can be, and especially with kids. One thing I remember finding out, and and people may not know this, ever since I found out about this, it changed where I got rid of um, excess money, so to speak. But most of the deputies carry, and well, most of the police, police and deputies, both Chattanooga and Hamilton County here, and probably all over the country, carry stuffed toys in their trunks. So when they go into these situations um, that can often go awry, and you got a young kid that's scared, and probably should be, I mean, with all the, the craziness that can be going on, they have stuffed animals that they give them. Mm-hmm. And it helps kind of calm down and stuff. And I just think that's cool. And uh, ever since I found out about that, I made sure that stuffed animals went that way. I just think it's a cool thing. That's a good idea. Uh, so 
So that's happening today, and again, we'll talk to Matt at 620-ish when he uh, calls in. So that'll be fun. I do hope the rain holds off. It looks like it's uh, it, at 3 o'clock this morning when I got up, it was raining like crazy. Uh, but last time I checked the weather, it was going to be something like 8 o'clock-ish. It's a percentage chance, and then it kind of increases through the day. So maybe they'll get s- some fishing in. And it's all kinds of stuff, man. They got fishing rods with for the, like the first couple hundred kids. 250 children. Yeah. Now, that is like way cool. Uh, wait a minute. Is that sunshine I see at 7 a.m.? Uh, isolated thunderstorms uh, with a 35% chance of rain. Uh, it goes up to 65 at 9. So, yeah. And then it drops right, back so down. Don't, you know, don't be negative now. No, it drops back down. Yeah. So. Good. So we'll talk more about that later, but that is a pretty cool deal. Mm-hmm. I uh, I submitted, uh, I'm submitting some shows uh, to Seopa. Oh, good. Um, one of them was the Snake Show. The Snake Show. I don't remember that show. Oh, wait, no, you were gone. I was here. No, That's right. No, 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 not that one. Oh. The one where I was here. Oh, okay. I see how you are. <laughs> I see how you are. I see how you are. Yeah. What? I was here. Not the last snake show. You weren't. Okay. And that matters why? Because that was a really good show. Should have been submitted for a award. Well, submit it then. All right, I will. How's that going to work if you win and I don't? Oh, that'd be hilariously funny. It's like <laughs> be like me getting drawn for Crane and you not. Oh, wait. Sorry. Oops. Yeah. Didn't mean to bring up that painful memory. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, that one, uh, I submitted the show with um, Tom Greenholtz. Oh, Judge Greenholtz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, also, uh, well, let me say, I'm, I can only submit two. So these are the three that, that we're, we're cleaning up. Uh, the Snake Show in July of last year mm-hmm. uh, with, with Paul Eric Bachman, mm-hmm. uh, Judge Greenholtz which was in June of last year, and then part of the turkey show that was uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Keith Watson and Don Osi talking about their world slam. Mm-hmm. That was a really good show. So, Even though I wasn't here, that was a really good show. I see how you are now. Uh, you keep talking this <laughs> way. I mean, there'll be no no submissions with Rob Pratula in them. Right. Two of them Rob was in, but you know he may get cut out of one of them. It'll just be dead air for like five minutes when I'm talking or something like that. No, we just chop. Yeah. <laughs> chop. That's how it works. Uh, we also have, if you're watching on Facebook Live, Brian waved to the camera over there. Uh, we have uh, we have a young man who is studying broadcasting. I'm not sure that he thought 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning was the top. I don't even know if he knew about 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Yeah, as a college student, he probably doesn't even roll out of bed till like I'm thinking if his earliest class is probably about nine, and he goes in what he slept in the night before and throws on a baseball cap. Yeah. Am I am I about correct? About right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have we've been there, huh? I see it every I see it every semester. Uh, so we have uh, Brian Johnson who's in here working uh, towards a degree in communication, and for some reason thought this would be a good place to be on Saturday morning. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> So how are you this morning? I'm great. You? I am good. So far, so good. Nothing, yeah. nothing unusual. 
No, not really. This is about as exciting as it gets. Pretty much until somebody calls in, and then you know, you never know where it's going to go. That's that's the great thing about live radio, though. Mm-hmm. It can anything and anything and everything will go wrong at some point. So, just got to be adaptive. I'm trying to think what's gone wrong in my career. The only two things that have gone wrong in my career in radio, I had a guest that got ill the morning of, and all my show prep was dedicated to that guest. Mm-hmm. That that was my biggest fear, and it happened. And you know, you just go on and do what you do, and you know, be professional about it. And the other one was when the producer didn't show up, yep. and, and uh, I ended up working the boards back there. So, yeah, that one that one was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> For you, maybe. <laughs> We're sitting here, and it's like about a minute till we go in there. And I said, oh, by the way, you need to get us on the air. And he had, what, one afternoon of 20 minutes of training? Yeah, my training consisted of don't touch this, never touch that, stay away from this. Uh, if you touch this, make sure you uh, don't have static electricity, so don't touch this ever. That was basically my training. And uh, I, I ended up getting us on the air and keeping us on for about 45 minutes or so until the producer showed up, so. It was rather interesting. Yeah, that one that was a fun morning. So anyway, that's 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 live radio. That's what it is. We didn't get fined by the FCC because I kept my mic shut that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are seven deadly words you can't use, and at least on the air. Yeah, and that green thing over there is a dump button. So if we have to hit it because you've said one of those words, we can do that. Don't do that, but we can do that. All right. So what's happening in the world of the outdoors? Well, uh, let's see here. I've got an updated uh, fishing report, and, right. and I know the CBA is going out tonight. Oh, is this is one of their night tournaments? Yeah, uh, June 8th, they're going out tonight. So CBA guys, uh, if you want some updated information, I'm about to give it to you. And tomorrow, the Chattanooga Crappie Club are going out. So uh, I don't have any report for Chickamauga again, the uh Real clerks have not been around uh, this area. Watts Bar, uh, temperatures are in the 70s. Bass are being caught around the docks, large creek areas. Uh, typical typical summer baits include worms, jigs, crankbaits, swimbaits. Crappie are being caught at night around lights or in the deeper water around docks or brush. Uh, striped bass are being caught in the tailwater below the dam. Shad is the best bait down there, and catfish are being caught while drifting meaty baits in the main river. Oh, what's a meaty bait? Uh, don't, I'm, I'm assuming something big, like a whole bluegill or a half of a skipjack, big meaty bait. I was thinking like a chicken breast. A whole chicken breast would work, too. You know, that's what I used to catch crabs in St. Augustine. Yeah. Not St. Augustine. Uh, what's the two islands down there? In a, uh, Jekyll Island and uh, St. Simons. Okay. So I was on St. Simons, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to go crabbing. Mm-hmm. And so I borrowed. Was, this is what I like about people. Uh, I went into a bar in on St. Simons right at the water and said, I want to go crabbing. Can you tell me where to go get some crab things? Because I didn't even know what they were called. And the, the bartender said, hold on, let's go out to my car. We went out to the car, and, uh, and she gave me like six crab things mm-hmm. and crab nets or uh, what am I trying to say my words my words have lost me uh, it's not crab pots that's what you cook them in right well I guess they are kind yeah, of crab well pots, crab traps traps thank yeah. you crab okay. traps 
And so I said, well, what do I bait them with? And she said, go next door, buy, you know, chicken pieces parts mm-hmm. and tie it into the bottom. They had a little string you tied yep. around the thing. And you just set it down in the water and come back and lo and behold, you had crabs. When I was a kid, we'd do it out of a corpus. And what we do is we take a chicken leg, like a, a piece of chicken leg, tie a rope around it, yep. drop it down. And when we'd feel something nibbling on it, we'd pull it up real slow. And we had these long-handled nets. And you had to pull it up slow where the crab had let go. Right. And right when you get them out of the water, right real close, you stick the net up under them. And that, well, that's how we used to catch them. We did, we were, Interesting. Yeah, it was real good. We used let's, to get stone crabs and blue crabs. Let's talk to John before we go to the break. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, Tony. Hey, Rob. How are you guys this morning? Good. Hey, John. Scotty, uh, you were talking about crabs, going crabbing at St. Simon's? Yes, sir. That's where my wife and I went honeymooning, and we decided to go crabbing while we were down there as well. And we'd gone to these different places looking for the, you know, the, the spots to go crabbing on. And we had gotten the, the, the basket and the net, the, or the basket, the rope, and everything, and found this spot one of these guys told us about. We were all excited because we'd never been crabbing before. We tied that, the rope, and put the anchors in it. And I told my wife, I go, let me do this toss because I think I can get a great toss and, and you know, get it out there and see what we can do. And she goes, well, I want to. And I was like, well, let me do it. And after a few minutes of going back and forth, she finally said, all right, do it. So I, made, I had that rope tied, and I tossed that thing, and it was a beautiful toss. And then the rope fell to the ground, and the basket kept going. Right? Okay. Into the ocean. Oh, no. And yep. my wife, keep in mind, we're on our honeymoon, and there's a strange couple over in the other thing, and my wife looks at me and goes, next time we go crabbing, I'm throwing the basket. So you just, what did you tie it to? Uh, well, we thought we had it tied to the rope. I was holding it on to one end, and, and we thought we had it had the rope on the other end tied to the basket. Well, let me rephrase that. I thought I had it tied securely onto it. Apparently, I didn't know how to tie a knot that well because when the rope hit full extension, it unwound and just fell to the ground while the basket kept going by itself. And we never saw the basket again, and we had to go to a nice hardware to go find another basket. That's kind of funny. And then she, we get it and go back to that spot. She goes, just stand back. Let me do this. So we tried that for a couple of days and didn't find anything. And we were at this little place somewhere over in St. Simon's, and some kids were trying to crab. They didn't have anything, so we gave them the basket. They put the basket in, and we were just watching. And they're like, do you want it back? We're like, no, we're leaving. You can have it. They pull up a basket full of them. <laughs> That's funny. So your story about crabbing down there reminded you know, brought back some good memories. But, um yeah, tell your young man in there that broadcasting at 5, a, if 5 a.m. is um, an interesting thing to do every Saturday the way you guys have been doing it. Well, you know, we appreciate that. And getting up and calling in at 5 a.m. is an interesting thing for you to do, too. Well, I'm, I'm about to go not... Actively um, non-drowned. non-active drowning. Yeah. yeah. Are you swimming water? Are you swimming, uh, like, river water? Or are you swimming... Um, uh, uh, we're doing pool today because of 
the weather forecast late yesterday was showing thunderstorms at this time. And I don't know how fish actually survive getting struck by when the lightning strikes the water, but it's not something I want to try and find out, so we're just going to a pool. I, I understand. I don't blame you. That's probably a smart decision, John. Well, smarter than smarter than time letting my not letting my wife out of the basket. Yeah, there you go. And and <laughs> and just so everybody knows, the one of the commercials coming up, uh, probably the next one, uh, here in about thirty seconds, would be sponsored by Beatty Fertilizer and uh, and John Beatty and the poor not tying John Beatty. How's that? Yeah, I think I need some. If we ever do that again, I'm going to learn how to tie a couple of different variations of a knot. Get with Rob. He's like uh, he's like a, a master knot tire. I'm a knothead. He's a knothead. Well, I think we've known that for a while too. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. John, uh, guys. do me a favor and don't drown, man. We need uh, you. All right, have fun. All right, thanks. Bye. John Beatty, Beatty fertilizer. See, mm-hmm. crab story. Mine was. I've got, I've got another one. Well, let's, but, let's yeah, say, we'll hold it. Let's pay a bill, and mm-hmm. when we come back, we'll hear your crab story. All righty. Tony Sanders Outdoors, if you want to be part of the show, just like John, give us a call. 267-1023-267-1023. Well, last year we had a bumper crop when them white oak acorns started to drop. So many I twisted my ankle walking through the stand. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this semi-dry, wet morning. <laughs> You're going, what? Huh? 
rather moist outside, it even is. though it's not raining. It is. It is. That's all right. So there is a lot going on um, in the in the world of the outdoors. Fishing is hot. I mean, can you find a more active area than our area for fishing? I don't know. Chickamauga is like one, if not the, in the top three lakes in the U.S. right now. because uh, of It all. is in the top five. I don't remember exactly what the number is. But to be one of the top five, think about that. Mm-hmm. You got, I mean, you got all the California waters, you got the Texas waters, uh, you got all of the coastal waters through Florida and South Carolina, all these great bodies of water. And there's Lolo Chickamauga in the middle of the country, mm-hmm. and it is on fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's tournaments going out of Dayton all the time. Uh, the state record is out of Chickamauga right now, uh, largemouth bass. This is huge stuff. Oh yeah, so it uh, it is it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. It's been it's been really interesting to see Chickamauga take off like this. And then I mean, I guess when I first started the show, everybody was talking Gunnersville, Gunnersville. Got to go to Gunnersville. You know, all the tournaments are at Gunnersville. Got now. I, I will say that the the frog bite at Gunnersville is ultimately cool if you've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I've been out there with a fly rod and just had a ball um, casting a. A frog on a fly? Mm-hmm. A frog-esque. Yeah, I understand. But, yeah. You built a fly that looked like a frog? Mm-hmm. Here, here. Did it work? Oh, yeah. I went, I've never seen hair on a frog. <laughs> I've heard the term fine as a fine, frog, fine as a frog <laughs> hair. Well, uh, no, this was, a, this was a, some green deer hair I got, um, and I made a frog pattern out of it. It kind of looked like a frog. It, well, it... Kind of looked like something my cat threw up on the couch, but um, I trimmed it into the shape of a frog, so it actually worked real well. But anyway, now everybody was talking, you know, gotta go to Gunnersville, gotta go to Gunnersville. Now everybody's saying, hey, let's head on over to Chickamauga. That's where it's at. And you know, when the FLW and the the other tours are coming here, all the collegiate and high school tours are coming here. Um, you know, that's a really big thing. So absolutely, yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, look who's calling in. Oh. Hello, truck driver David. Did you miss me? We have. Where have you been? <laughs> well, I've been in Missouri and sleeping in. We've been on vacation, a family reunion, and a couple of Saturdays slipping in, sleeping in a little bit. But we had a wonderful trip. And uh, your, your fishing subject this morning, just they dug a pond last year out there at the farm. Uh, they dug a new pond. And had it stocked last fall, and we'd be able to fish it this fall. Let me just tell you guys, he has, he's got catfish, hybrid bass, uh, striped bass, largemouth, brim, all kind of stuff, a lot of catfishing. We went to the co-op one day and picked up some propane and decided to get a 50-pound sack of fish food. Okay. And we were putting it in five-pound buckets and carrying it down there along the bank. And it's going to be so much fun. We just throw a handful out, and these catfish are boiling the water. <laughs> like piranha. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. We're looking forward to fishing that, you know, during deer season even. I'll try to get my deer bag Saturday morning, and I'll just fish the rest of the day. Rob, you got your invitation to go to Missouri, right? Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I need to yeah, buy I do, yeah. but I need to buy a license for Missouri, but yeah. Do, do you have to buy a license <laughs> oh, for a pond? I would think oh, so. 
I don't think so. I know you have two hunting because uh, I just got an email from them that, oh, they're out of state's going up again this year. Oh, boy, of course, they hadn't gone up in about eight years, so it's not too awful bad, about a $20 increase. But, mm. you know, it's one of the prices you pay, you know how that is. Oh, it is? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And I hear about so it all what? the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you do. Hey, listen, we're going up, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember, I think I told you, but we've got a kind of a new hobby. Uh, we bought a, we've always ridden motorcycles, and it's got too crazy out there, so we got rid of it, and we bought us an off-road side-by-side, and we're going to hit Prentice Cooper Sunday morning. Oh, cool. Just do a little riding and touring like, and like check a, things out. Like a Razor or something like that? Yeah, ours is a, it's a Wildcat, but okay. it's, um, it's got a nice machine, and it's, uh, my wife's never... I've hunted Prince Cooper, killed my first deer up there when I was 16, and I love that place. My wife's never been there. So I'm going to take her on the tour of my favorite mountain. Cool. <laughs> you got 26,000 acres up there that you can tour on. Oh, it's awesome. I love that place. It's just, I mean, there's every kind of, you know, it's just anything you want to see and do and ride and get out in the boonies and have a picnic and just do nothing. And Speaking of picnics, y'all hadn't mentioned food yet. Have you fed that fellow that's with you? No, not yet. Yeah, he, he should have brought you something to eat. Well, you would think if it were, we're letting him come into the, the sacred halls of the radio, you would think he'd have brought I know. something. He got up at 3 he, and cooked before he left. I know. Y'all were talking about him getting up so early, and I'm thinking, getting up? Man, I'm, I'm going to bed in about two hours. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I can't well, wait guys, to hear about your your side-by-side adventure through uh uh through prentice cooper i'll try to get a few pictures for you it should okay. be interesting sounds good hoping we don't get st- stuck too bad yeah, maybe <laughs> that's not what winches are for that's exactly right that's exactly right <laughs> okay guys well, listen you guys have a good morning and enjoying the show so far just keep it up thank you thank you so much david all right take care guys see ya see Bye. you know that he made me think of something what's that um, I can't remember if we decided to do away with it or we're working towards it, but I think we're working towards doing away with requiring you to have a license in a pond. Okay. And and I'll have to check on that. I just remember having a discussion, and the, the, the overriding theory behind it was when we required it, we were stocking ponds for people, and we're not doing that anymore. Okay. So Two questions then. Okay. Um, I'm I'm st- uh, so I I've always read our laws, and I would ast- and here's where I get into trouble for guessing that other states would be similar or identical. Landowners have the landowner rights, but if I'm not the landowner and I go to a place, I would therefore assume that I needed a license because I am not the landowner nor the uh, relative of a landowner. Correct. Uh, and secondly, my question is if they're not going to have that ponds what are they going to do about uh, lake junior which is not really a lake it to me that's more of a pond but that's that's government land that's not we're we're not stocking private ponds right right i got that i think they'll still help and guide you but we're not providing the fish anymore okay Hmm, that makes sense then i guess used to be if you built a pond we would supply fish i don't know if we sold them to you or what but you know we've got these hatcheries where we grow them but we don't do that anymore right i hadn't done that in a while though that i'm aware of uh no no 
and don't run out and say that you know the guy on the radio said we didn't have to have a license because I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I remember having a discussion. I just don't remember where we're at on that. Okay. So. All right, man, it's break time again. I got to move my computer. I can't see. <laughs> I'm out of kilter here. You out of kilter? Out of kilter. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Give us a call if you want to be part of the show. 267-1023. 267-1023. Campfires are burning, we're gathered round in chairs. Three generations of hunting in our veins. Talk. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. How are you doing this morning? Fine. Why? What have you heard? Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't talking to you, actually. Oh. I was talking to them. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, the biggest story of the of the week is not even in show prep. You are slipping. Good Lord, Robert. What did I miss? Please, do tell. What did I miss? Captain Richard Sims ah. is the new editor of Crappie Something. What is it? Crappie Now, Crappie. It's a it's a nationwide magazine, magazine. yeah, online magazine. Um, you guys have heard Richard on the air here. You've read Richard for years here in the this area, and he is the new editor and of of Crappie. Look it up, man. I feel bad now. Working on it. Crappie something, but I think that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think it's a testament to two things. Um, Richard, you know, Richard asked tough questions, so I'm not going to say, you know, he, but he's, he's a great, I think he's, I think he's a great reporter. Oh, yeah. I think he gets to the bottom of stories, whether you like him or not. He's tough. You and I both have written stuff that we have submitted to him to publish, mm-hmm. and he's tough. Yep. Probably tougher on me than you because I'm suck at it compared to you. You, you do a better job. Well, thank uh, you. Professor, college professor. Mm. Um, but 
I'm I'm so excited to see that uh, that he is heading off on uh, this direction. Uh, he said uh, he was looking to uh, Crappie Now. Uh, it's an online magazine with over a million hits, so it's a it's a huge deal. Uh, but he, you know, I, there's two people, and I hope Richard's not listening because I want him to get a big head. There's two people I admire that are older, I'm not going to say old, older, that have adapted. Uh, one was my dad, who was in the printing industry, and the old hot top, ink on your fingers, hands black from ink, printer. Mm-hmm. And in the early 80s, um, mid-80s, computers were coming in, and a lot of his people he worked with um, just gave up. And he said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to learn. And he embraced the new Apple computer, the technology, and learned how to, he adapted. He learned how to shift in the printing industry from what he had been doing his whole life to computer-based printing. Uh, that always amazed me. Um, Richard was the same way. Richard is a, a an old-er, <laughs> I don't want to catch hell from Richard, call him old, but he is a, he's, a, he's an old journalist. He's a print journalist. He's I mean, a print he, journalist. He, he, he came from print. He so. came from the ink on the fingers mm-hmm. uh, for years with Chattanooga Times. 31, you know, oh, heck, he was, in, he was in the news business for 31 years. Yeah. Uh, so that makes him old. So 31 years in that industry uh, in with News Channel 9, uh, former um, wildlife officer and um, information officer for TWRA. And he, I, I think this is, he's being recognized. I mean, this is a, a huge deal, and I'm so happy mm-hmm. uh, for Richard. Uh, and he says in the in the article I read that, you know, he's looking to stay off the water a little more, and I think this is going to make him stay off the water a little bit more. He's going to have to, he's going to have to put a lot of effort into keeping yeah. this. But what I was saying earlier, Richard was as, as was a newspaper guy that that wrote articles and, and magazines or whatever, and he embraced online before anybody else, in my opinion, in the industry oh yeah and and with his his stuff uh the news channel nine online uh the ray review ray review that he was doing or is doing all this different stuff um and and so i'm just i was happy to see uh happy to see him get there editors are going to be a tough post but if anybody can do it richard can do it because he knows his stuff about fishing and, you know, in the article he said he's not, you know, the best crappie fisher, but he's a good general fisher, and a lot of that leads to big crappie sometimes. Sometimes it leads to big catfish. Sometimes it leads to big bass. So. Well, I know when uh, when uh, Kyle and I went out fishing with him, uh, we went out specifically crappie fishing. We caught mm-hmm. several crappie. Uh, matter of fact, I've got, I use one of the pictures he took from fishing that day on several websites. Yeah, that's the one that pops up on my phone. Every yeah. time you call me, it, it I see Tony with a big crappie smiling at me. Um, and then, the, as as a good guy does, uh, when the crappie bite died, we switched and started 
catching catfish. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. And but I'm happy for I'm happy for Richard, and uh, uh, I guess that means that maybe there's a opportunity for us to write more. Maybe, maybe I you know I I need, to, I need to write more. I do. I I need to get back into the habit oh, of writing more. You've been saying that for years. No, no. You still haven't written anything. I have. I just haven't had anything published in a while. I've written a lot of stuff. I just haven't sent it to anybody. Oh, <laughs> no, I've got like six wait, articles wait sitting wait, on my wait, computer. What's that? What's that? This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Mm-hmm. If you hold it under a bushel, you can't. You won't be seen. And that comes to mind. Okay. You're going. I was going to say talk about old, but you know, <laughs> just saying. Oh, oh. Lord. All oh, right, got a, we got five minutes. All right, got a funny story. Okay. Uh, this is some, you talk about some wild out, outdoor news. This one pretty much fits the category of wild outdoors. Uh, after two South Carolina fishermen reeled in a bag, they opened it up and sat, found several bricks of cocaine uh, off the North Charleston area. The deep-sea fishers were roughly 70 miles off the coast of Charleston, South Carolina, when they noticed debris floating in the water with an uptick of mahi-mahi jumping out of the water. So when mahi tend to cluster around objects that are floating in the sea because it brings in the smaller fish, so there were a whole bunch of mahi, uh, uh, they trolled past it, and every time they trolled past this piece of debris, they were catching mahi-mahi. So they kind of looked and saw it was a bag, pulled it up, and it was... Between 30 and 50 kilograms of cocaine. Uh, the street value is at 750 to $1 million. Uh, after they pulled it aboard, uh, they laid their catch out so that the catch could be inspected because they called the Coast Guard and knew exactly what to do. They, they, caught, some, uh, they caught this uh, cocaine, brought it aboard, and said, Well, our fishing day is done. Let's go ahead and call the Coast Guard. And they were met at the docks by the police and the Coast Guard. Uh, they think that the package uh, was supposed to be dropped in the Caribbean or the South Pacific, but you never know. Well, it could have been dropped in the, um, the uh, what's the? Gulf Stream. Gulf Stream. Yeah. And it, it came right on up. Yeah. But yeah. Because didn't they say they were in the Gulf Stream? Yeah, they were 70 miles off of. Uh, Which is about where the Gulf Stream is. Yep. I bet that's what happened. It was probably dropped in the Caribbean and yeah, or the Bahamas somewhere down there. Yeah, and just kind of drifted up. I just you know, w- you know, we've all seen weird things in the water, but you know, every year we get a couple of stories about people catching square grouper out of Miami. You know, the big bales of of uh, marijuana that are literally like fifty five b- pounds of marijuana, and you know, anglers accidentally hook into them. The problem is, is uh, these guys knew exactly what to do. You know. You don't want to get go into port with uh, what was it? Million dollars worth of cocaine. Yeah, fifty kilograms of cocaine on the deck. So yeah, you might want to report that as quickly as possible. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty wise. No wonder the mahi mahi were jumping out of the water. And I noticed it did. <laughs> I noticed it didn't list their names. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Staying out of the media that way. <laughs> uh, I don't want some South American drug lord knowing my name well that and i'm just wondering i love this this comment it says every time we trolled past it we caught a fish i'm thinking yeah those mahi i 
I'd want to see the blood work on some of those guys. I was, I was wondering when he was talking about the mollies jumping out of the water, I was wondering if they were a little coked up. That might have been. <laughs> they put up a good fight, though. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet that made some interesting fishing. All right. Let's, um, when we come back, no, I think I'll wait and do it and talk the hour of the next one. I want to talk about, we got the report on the, uh, we, we suspected kind of, but the fatal bear attack in, uh, was it Wyoming? Uh, or Wisconsin. Not Wisconsin. Wyoming, I believe. Uh, yes. So we got the, we've got the report on, on what actually happened and, uh, and we'll, we'll cover that. Uh, first rule of thumb, keep your gun with you. Second rule of thumb, keep it loaded. And uh, unfortunately, this turned out. I didn't realize when did, when I read that. I didn't realize the um, the hunter had actually got his hand on the gun mm-hmm. and threw it to the guy. He didn't know how to work it. Mm-hmm. So, second thing I or third thing I learned is if you're out like that, make sure everybody knows how to use your gun. Exactly. So. We'll cover that when we come back, too. Uh, well, after, we'll do it after the top of the hour. We'll uh, hit the calendar when we come back, and, uh, and we'll be at the top of the hour, and then we'll get to this bear attack. So, man, the next hour of the show's kind of planned. I know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. That's scary. Oh, my gosh. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. We won't be part of the show. Give us a call. 267-1023. 267-1023. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I did learn something from listening to the prior shows. What's that? When we have guests in here, we need to introduce them more often. Okay. I was listening to one show and and, and actually two shows. I'm I'm having Gene, who's putting the shows together to submit, go back to the beginning of the show, grab the intro, connect it to the part I want to submit because I don't introduce the guests. So it's we have got to do better. Right? Okay. And realize that people that tune in uh, all through the show don't know who's here. No, like they don't know. Good point. Brian is sitting to our left right now. Hi, Brian. Hello. <laughs> so what do you think? You're, you're a communi- communications major at my alma mater, Tennessee Tech, mm-hmm. one of my alma maters. Good Lord. I went to school everywhere. No way to keep me. Didn't go to real school, though. Oh. <laughs> you talking about, like, Western Kentucky or No, something? no. Went to the real school, Eastern. <laughs> the Colonels, I know. I like to give you a hard time about Western. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so you're at Tech studying communication. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? This is your is this your first exposure to like radio? Uh, first major, yeah. Yeah, cool. I enjoy it so far. Good. So. Are you like getting credit for this or something? No, I'm just He's just to learning. Okay, learn about it. So that's awesome. Uh, we're going to get you in there with the producer here second hour and see what he does. Uh, you've seen what little we do. So, right? Yeah. We just sit here and talk to each other and talk to the people who are listening. Both of them. Seems fun. All, <laughs> yeah, all two of them. All two, three of them. <laughs> do you think, you think, you think Riverman would call in from Florida? He might. I saw where he was catching, uh, Barracuda. Uh, Kings and Barracuda. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he, wonderful get a report from the Sunshine State. We might, we just might. I'll tell you though, that one King Mackerel he had. That's going to be some good eating. Absolutely, it will be. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Now we're back on feed. Good yep. for us. Yeah. Uh, so we're glad you came in. Hope you hope you are enjoying it. Oh yeah. Hope you're learning something since Thank this isn't really me. what you do. You're not a you're you're into the stick and and bat type sports and things like that, soccer and all that stuff, which is fun, cool, mm-hmm. lots of things going on, and uh, this is just a, a different world different part of the sporting world so. oh, yeah. all right what are we coming up uh july 20th we got the friends of the nra coming up at the weston doors open at 5 p.m get your tickets now to avoid disappointment because the once the doors and tickets are sold that's it we sell out every year guys so we'd love to have you be part of the show it's a lot of fun but we do sell out so do not wait book early and then on the 5th of September, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center Sporting Clays event is going to be up at Benton Sporting Clays. That'll be a really great event. I have got to get some practice in before that event, so somebody might actually pick me for their team. Hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No. <laughs> I've seen you shoot, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I can't hit something. You notice I'm a lot better with a shotgun than I am a rifle. I understand. And if it's moving, I hit it. But if it's standing still, I I will shoot around it, over it, under it. I do. It has to be moving. I don't know what it is. But anyway. Uh, so that's coming up out at Ben and Sporting Clays. That's going to that's gonna benefit the Medal of Honor Heritage Center, which is a really great, great organization. And today is Fishing with a Deputy. Uh, the first... 250 kids will be provided a fishing rod, and you get to meet Buddy Gross, uh, FLW Tour Pro. That's going to be out at Chester Frost State Park. Registration begins at 8.30. Chester Frost Park. County Park. Quit giving, quit giving credit. Sorry. Chester Frost Park. When I hear the word park, I always add it just, well, you know, don't. Yeah. You know, Chester Frost Park, 8.30 a.m. County Park. Chester Frost County Park. It just says Chester Frost Park. I'm telling you it's a county owned. All right. Chester Your Frost. tax dollars go to it. Okay. Chester Frost County Park, 8.30 a.m. Fishing event starts at 9 and goes till 1. And that's going to be meet a deputy and fish with them. That's a really gr- great idea. It's going to be a good event. Hey, we got another thing coming up uh, on the 27th of June. Uh, Quail Forever. Uh, there's a chapter here that uh, I've been involved with. It kind of went dormant for a while. It's, it's coming back. We're going to have an informational meeting on June 27th at uh, the Chattanooga Fire and Police Training Center on Amicola Highway, 3200 Amicola Highway. Uh, We'd love to have you come out there. Uh, Andy uh, Edwards, uh, who is the regional biologist and 
and Quail Forever representatives will be there talking about quail habitat needs, Quail Forever, and how you can help. And uh, we're going to do a banquet in September as well. We'd love to have you come to that. But this is a free, don't cost you a thing. We'd love to have you come out there and see it on June 27th at uh, 6 p.m. I believe that's a Thursday evening. And uh, it is. And uh, so we'll have have a good time there. So come out and check it out. Love to have you. Speaking of quail, I swear I heard one when I was fishing the, uh, about a week ago in the evening. Mm-hmm. I swear I heard one, and the reason I swear I heard one it was I heard it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I hadn't heard that in a long time. And I was at an area where there was a large wildlife management area that kind of backs up to it, so it very may well have been quail. I, I heard it very gently, and I thought, I ain't heard that in years. Cause That's so cool. Quail just aren't around our buddy, Our buddy Corky had a couple of coveys a couple of years ago. That it's just so cool to go through and listen to. Mm-hmm. All right, first hour is in the can. Tony Sanders Outdoors, appreciate you being part of our show. We'll be back in about eight minutes. Talk to you then. Never worry about the price of gas. I've been wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready Whoa. for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you on this Saturday morning. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to do something I rarely do. What's that? I'm going to tease something the hour before and come to it this time. Okay. So we're going to Wyoming. I like Wyoming. We uh, we, we talked about this story uh, when it happened because there, there was a whole lot of moving things. and uh, But the official report is now out uh, from the Wyoming Wildlife uh, Game and Fish OSHA, there's a lot of people involved in this uh, mm-hmm. because there was, uh, well, you had a, a professional guide who was being compensated for his services. You had, um, so you got a work environment. That's a work environment. Correct. Most people think about OSHA in the standpoint of uh, a factory here or there or, or whatever, but, you know, he is a, a business, so you have. Now, I don't know if it was his business or if it was he was employed by somebody, which gets, that's where OSHA gets involved. Yes. Um, anyway, the story was, if you remember, it was this last year or the year before? I think it was the year before. I think it was. Uh, it's been a while, but the official reports just came out. Yeah, I think it was a while. So, Guy was out with his guide. Uh, they were hunting elk. They were successful in harvesting an elk. They had field dressed the elk and were in the process of quartering the elk. 
when two bears attacked them. One was a sow, and the other was about a 150-pound cub. Now, these are grizzlies. Um, they are rather big. They're top of the food chain for a reason. They are the top of the food chain. So, uh, in the midst of everything that was going on, you had a um, guide who ended up dying from his injuries. Uh, the hunter was also injured. He was swatted. How he survived that, I don't know. Uh, but he was able to get away, um, and which was kind of amazing that they didn't go after him. But the other thing that I, f I found really interesting was, I think he got to a horse, right? Correct. Rode up somewhere on the horse and was able to acquire a cell signal and call for help. Correct. He rode up, so thinking he would get a better signal if he was higher. But they said in the report they have they have not been able to duplicate that. They don't know how he got a cell signal. Uh, because they said Lucky there, guy. Is, there is no cell coverage in that area. Oh, I can. I had to when I was in my uh, when I was in Wyoming. We had to drive forty five minutes just to get cell service. So yeah, it's you're correct. He he got lucky. So uh, the Wyoming Fish and Wildlife have not been able to go to where he was and duplicate that and get any kind of cell signal there. So they have no idea how he got a cell signal, but he got a cell signal. I'm not going to call it luck. I'm going to say it was something else, but. Uh, that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, he then went back to, I believe, the hunter. Uh, but in the mix, let's see, let's see. Um, let's see, let's, let's do this. There was no evidence that the bear had yet been to the elk carcass. So it was not a situation where um, the bear had been there and they pushed the bear out of the way when they came back in and the bear decided to retaliate. So there is no indication of that. Um, before, here, here's, here, before the two began field dressing the elk, the guide removed, and I can't believe they used this word, mm -hmm. an automatic pistol. It's a semi-automatic pistol, for God's sakes. The guide removed a semi-automatic pistol from his, uh, that he carried in a chest holster as well as his shirt and left them with the two men's packs a short distance up the hill from the carcass. They had removed the intestines and all the guts and was quartering it up, uh, sawing off the elk's antlers when the two heard rocks rolling and turned and discovered the bear coming. It came to them immediately at full speed over rolling terrain across which there was only a broken line of sight the bear hit Uptane who is the guide I believe as Chubon went for the pistol he said he had the Glock uh, he had a hard time finding a clear shot now wait a minute All right, so is Chubon is he the hunter or is he the guide uh, let's see here Chubun's the hunter. Okay, Chubun's the hunter. All right, so let's go back down to the story. Mm -hmm. So they'd remove. Uh, so 
The bear hit Upton, who was the guide, as Chubin went for the pistol. Um, he tried to shoot the bear, but didn't have a clear shot. He grabbed the pistol, was unable to make it fire. There was a there was not a round in the chamber, so the gun was empty per se. He couldn't make it work. Uh, after hitting Upton, the grizzly quickly turned and bit Chubin in the ankle. He swung me around in the air. Chubin told uh, the Orlando, Florida TV station. Um, he then threw the pistol towards Upton. In a matter of seconds during which the bear attacked Upton, turned on Chubin, and then returned to Feather Mall Upton. But the Glock, it didn't make it to Upton. Uh, the hunter fled. Chubin mounted a horse and rode to where he had cell service and called for help. Um, so, and then, of course, um, Upton died. I think he was dead on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got, they said it, he got mauled. Uh, and then, um, so what happened was, there were two things. He would have had to rack the firearm. Uh, believe it or not, not everybody knows how to do that. In the middle of a bear attacking you, yeah, I was you may say. not think about how to do that. In a stress situation. Uh, I don't understand why with the modern safety aspects of a firearm, specifically a Glock, you would ever have one not chambered. I mean, they have safeties built in so they can't go off if they fall. Now, I understand they can. I get that. But they have things built in. Why he would not have a gun, a, a chamber, a, 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 a round in the chamber, I do not know. Don't have that. Pr- just to point out, you don't have that problem with a revolver. Sure you do if you... Yeah, if you don't load one in. Yeah, you still gotta you still gotta pull the trigger. If it's a single action, you gotta cock the hammer. Yeah. So same problem. And 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 again, that is a is so I've been told is a, an old hangover from years gone by. That modern firearms that's just not an issue. That aspect of the safety is not an issue. Uh, but I know people that do it. I know people that carry one that way. Yeah. Now. I don't know why, but the only one that, talking about this, made me think of something. The only, I love the look of them. I really want to get one eventually, but they kind of frightened me when I was first being introduced to guns. Uh, I remember when I was younger, I I saw a guy with one. The 1911, the hammer's back. Yep. And to me, that was like, it's it, it, it appears that, you know, the hammer's already back, you know, Ready to go, and that's the way it's meant to be carried. I didn't know that till later, but right. it, it just seemed like it was unsafe to me. But it, it's not; it's perfectly safe because you got to drop the thumb safety and all that other stuff. But uh, no, they did not say what caliber of firearm he had. I'm assuming if he is guiding in the 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 woods of Wyoming, he or the 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 plains of Wyoming, he had a big a bigger gun. Uh, I wonder how it would have been different if one had been in the chamber. 
would the hunter have gotten a shot off? Would it have been enough to make the bear stop the attack? Just, you know, there's a good shot. His first shot would have missed. Right. Would it have uh, been enough to scare the bear away? Maybe. Or would it have been enough to piss the bear off and make him turn on you? I don't know. Don't know. But uh, he threw, when he threw the gun, the they don't know why, but the magazine separated from the firearm, uh, which made it even worse now because even if uh, Upton had been able to work the action, it was would have done no good because there was no magazine in it anymore. So it was still empty. Yep. You just, you don't, humans don't survive bear attacks. They mm-hmm. just don't. Uh, not really. The, the hunter was very lucky to have survived, only being bit. Uh, but their bear, grizzlies especially, are so stinking strong and big. And if you don't believe that the claws are sharp, uh, go to uh, find some one that's stuffed and take a look at the claws. Oh, yeah. There's a guy I met who um, had a big grizzly mounted in full vertical um, position, claws out, and uh, his wife was vacuuming in his trophy room and hit her head on the claws and just laid her open. Oh. Uh, So they are, I mean, like you said, they are the top of the food chain. You are not the top of the food chain out there. Nope. And uh, so that's the official report. So what did we learn from that? Carry one in the chamber. And don't take it off. Yeah. I don't know that it would have done any, made any difference, but you, we don't know. Yeah. It may have, may not have, don't know. So, anyway, that's it. That's what happened on that one. Sad to hear, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll help somebody down the road from a learning situation. Absolutely. Um, all right. We'll go pay our bills, and when we come back, we'll go somewhere else. Tony Sanders Outdoors. To be part of the show, all you got to do is dial your phone, 267-1023-267-1023. Well, last year we had a bumper crop when them white oak acorns started to drop. So many I twisted my... If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. 
If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your Competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. Coming straight to the phones to Wilson who just hung up. He hung on through the whole break and hung up on me. Oh, man. Wilson, call back. We'll put you on the air quickly now. The break is over. So, give us a call. 267-1023. All right. We got a message on Facebook Live from New Zealand. Hmm. Hello, Chance. Mita Matthews. Love you guys. Work from New Zealand. Hmm. It's cool. That's cool. I'm trying to figure out what time it is in New Zealand. It's... I don't know. It's it's early. Okay. Uh, oh, our guest is on the hotline. Awesome. Let's go bring, bring him up. Hello, Matt. Good morning. How are you, sir? Well, it's early, but I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ready for an action-filled day at the lake. We're this is Matt Lee from the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department. Today is fishing with a deputy, which I think is the coolest thing that you guys have done. Congratulations for... If this was your idea, congratulations. Uh, it's awesome. Well, I appreciate it. We're definitely trying to do something different. Uh, you know, a lot of law enforcement agencies across the nation, I wouldn't say they're struggling, but, you know, it's not a good narrative in some places. So we're doing everything we can to, to build some positive events here locally for our kids, especially, to let them know that, you know, our guys are there to help them. We're not the enemy. We're there to help them. We're there to serve them in their time of need and what better way to get to know your local law enforcement than sitting on the beautiful banks of the lake chickamauga fishing absolutely um and you've got some deputies lined up to come out there and we fish do. with the kids absolutely and you know the weather's looking pretty good i'm over here headed to the lake now uh the sun's starting to peek through as the sun rises you can see a little bit it's still a little bit moist outside but I think we're going to see a, a fairly good morning. It looks like the rain's supposed to hold off till later in the afternoon, so I think maybe we might be able to get some fishing done without a lot of rain this morning, I hope. That Fingers is crossed. That is awesome. So the event kicks off at 9 a.m. Uh, yeah, registration, registration, start, yeah. registration starts at 8.30. Uh, the event actually will start at 9. We're, uh, we've got 250 fishing poles we're going to be handing out to the first, uh, obviously, 250 kids that register, one per family. Um We've got a lot of donors that's made that possible. We've got our professional celebrity guest, which is Buddy Gross, who's right. just a great all-around uh, fisherman and, and professional fisherman, for that matter. He's going to be giving a presentation uh, shortly after 9 for the kids about how to fish, fishing safety. I mean, what better way to learn if this is your first time fishing from a pro fisherman? You know, I mean, it's just a really a great, a great opportunity. The event ends at 1. 
we'll be starting the awards probably around 12 for the kid that catches the biggest fish, the smallest fish, stuff like that. But we're looking forward to a really positive day on the lake. Hopefully the weather holds out. And I understand you're coming out too, is that right? I am. I'm going to be there early in the morning, and uh, I know there's some other people coming out. I've seen several people post that they'll be out that way. I'm hoping you get a lot of people out there to come out there and see the kids and give the kids a chance to meet people that uh, they hear about in the news and find out that maybe they're not always like they read about or hear about. Well, that's our hope, and, and not only the kids but their families. You know, That way they, maybe they can put a name with a face now so they know who their local law enforcement officers are. But I'm glad you're coming. We'd love to have you there. Uh, we all, Of course, the TWRA, I know you're with them heavily as a leader in that organization, and they're going to be one of our partners today. Of course, the Chattanooga Rangers are there. We've got all of our sponsors are going to be there. Um, we're looking forward to a good day. And, you know, events like this, we want to focus more. When people think of the sheriff's office, they think of rural, uh, not necessarily the city, but the rural areas of our community. So we're going to look for some events that get the kids out from behind the TV, get them out from in front of those video games, and get them out in the great outdoors. And this is one of our first signature events trying to do that. Well, I hope uh, I hope you guys have a commitment from the sheriff for several years because I think any event like this, which is worth doing, takes a few years to get up and going. But having that consistent uh, presence like that, I think, is going to be do nothing but but great things for the sheriff's department and for the youth. I mean, let's face Absolutely. it. Absolutely, there's uh, youth spend a lot of times. Matter of fact, uh, my grandson is as exposed to the outdoors as he is, and sometimes I'm like, you know, I wish I could figure out how to just turn off his Wi-Fi, and uh, <laughs> you know, just I have those same thoughts with my daughter as well, and she loves the sports shoot, as you know. But yeah. sometimes trying to get her away from that little Nintendo Switch or the TV. Of course, you know, during the summer it's hot, and I don't like to get out outside a whole lot during the summer, but kids need exercise. They need to learn about the great outdoors, and they need to learn to appreciate the great outdoors and i think this is one way and the sheriff has been very supportive of this event from the first day i mentioned to him uh, you know about doing it chief garrett same way uh, he'll be there both of them this morning um, i'm hoping that this you know as this is our first annual that we will have a good turnout if it's as good as what's turned out on our facebook event then we should have a lot of folks there but that's you know, awesome. like i said i've done events for a long time and Hopefully that, you know, even though this is our first one, it'll take off. But he has committed to do several events over the near future that we can do consistently to try to get more kids involved in law enforcement and build those positive relationships. Yeah, you know, and that's, you know, that's a, I hadn't even thought about it from that, that perspective, Matt, is the uh, uh, possibility of getting young people interested in becoming law enforcement and uh, what, a, what an honorable profession that is. And, uh, mm-hmm. and unfortunately... Uh, as you alluded to in the beginning of this segment, is you don't always see that on the news and stuff. And so this is a great opportunity to introduce some some young people and say, hey, man, that's really not like I saw on TV. That's true. You know, law enforcement personnel, and I've had a chance to get to know many throughout my career, both here at the Sheriff's Office and before, and they're good people. Uh, they love this community. They love their families. They're not perfect. They're human beings, just like anybody else. So, unfortunately, they they do make mistakes. And when those mistakes are made, a lot of times they are heavily publicized because people in law enforcement are held to a higher standard. But the everyday, you know, officer, deputy on the road, they're good people. They work hard. They they want to take care of their families. They want to protect the community. And we want the kids and we want the families in our community to see that, not just what you see on the national news, you know, not what you hear on television shows, but to see the real folks. 
And what better way to do that than sitting down for an hour or two and just fishing with them? Absolutely. All right, Matt, give everybody the details again um, uh, about fishing with the deputy this morning. Yep, it's going to be a registration starts at 830 at Chester Frost Park. When you come into the park, head to the main boat dock. There's the, the Chattanooga Fish Association uh, weighing area. That's where you're going to register. That's where we're going to have the first talk. Everybody will transition then back to the other side of the parking lot, the left side to where our event will be started. Uh, we'll have tents and stuff up. Chick-fil-A is going to be providing uh, chicken sandwiches. Uh, Walmart's providing snacks, all the bait. Um, we've got uh, a lot of vendors are going to be there that are supporting this event with some of their items. And uh, it's going to be a good day. We'll be done around 12, and then we'll have the awards, and the event will probably end sometime around 1. Unless we have a lot of rain, we may shorten it just a little bit. Sure, and this is free fishing day, so no license is required for either adults right. or children. So come That's out right. and, and bring your rod and reels. You know, there might be one in the back of my vehicle. I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I hope there is. <laughs> There's one in the back of mine. Good deal. <laughs> Well, Matt, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks so much for putting this together. I think this is an awesome thing. Uh, Buddy Gross will be speaking uh, at 9 a.m. for he's uh, again he's a professional fisherman on the FLW tour. So uh, come out there, bring your kids. First 250 kids will get uh, a fishing rod, limit one per family, and uh, that's I tried to get my grandson to stay with me an extra day so we could get him a fishing rod. Mm. So. Anyway. Well, I tell you, I just encourage the families. You know, I know the weather's not looking too good, but I think we're going to have a little bit of a window of reprieve here. So I hope that, you know, they'll come out and give it a shot. It may be a little wet, but, you know, a lot of people worked really hard to get this event going. So I hope they'll come out. And, and also, Signal Centers is going to be there with some of their clients. And many of these are kids with disabilities and special awesome. needs. And they're, they're actually going to be fishing some of them for the very first time. That's awesome. Matt, we'll see you in a few hours. All right, Tony. See you soon. Thank, Thank you. All. All right. Bye. All right. Matt Lee with Hampton County Sheriff's Department. And, again, that's Fishing with the Deputy. Uh, it's brought to you by Hampton County Sheriff's Department. So check it out. Registration begins at 830. Fishing event starts at 9. All right. We're going to go pay a bill. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Appreciate you being part of the show. When we come back, we'll, man, we'll be in the last part of the show. Yep. Segment's wrapping up. Two six seven one zero two three two six seven one zero two three to be part of the show. Leaves are turning. There's a chill in the air. Campfires are burning. We're gathered round and chair. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. It just dawned on me when I said that. 
one point for every dollar. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I hope my wife doesn't understand that. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to tell her triple points. Oh, yeah. Every dollar I spend, I get triple points. That's right. how it works. Quadruple points. On Saturdays. <laughs> On Saturdays, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, going straight to the phones. Beaver man calling in from somewhere south of Chattanooga. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I'm, uh, in our beautiful Cocoa Beach. Oh, very nice. And it is quite beautiful today. Did you find Jeannie? Did not find Jeannie. Um, she's, I, I've not found anything yet to rub uh, <laughs> to make her come out. But um, we uh, we went fishing yesterday, my lovely bride. I uh, saw that. With a great, uh, great guide. One of the best guides I've been with. Young fella. Um, Stand and fly charters. Okay. Out of Cocoa Beach. Um and Captains Jamie and John, are, they were great. Um, brand new, literally a three-week-old Skeeter boat, 24-foot Skeeter with a 300 Honda on it. It was uh, it was very nice. Took us out. It was pretty choppy yesterday, and so they make a you know they make decisions as they go. Right. Okay, we're not going to ride 18 miles out. We're going to you know stay in fairly close. Um, and, um, we netted, we, we fished up some bait, you know, big bait pods mm-hmm. of thread fin herring and, uh, then went out and were just drifting really, uh, for King mackerel and got some, my wife is the luckiest of fisher people, <laughs> hooked a barracuda and several mackerel and a bonita. Wow. And, um. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great, great day on the water. I bet you that Benita put up a tussle. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean they were. All the fish were. Well, the kings were probably, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight inch. I mean they weren't monsters. Um, but uh, the, the Benita was probably twenty four inches. It was a heck of a fight. Oh yeah. And uh, and they also do shark fishing. Which, um, if we were going to stay longer, I would have gone back and done that today. They'd go literally right off the beach <clears throat> with cut bait, and here we go, fish for sharks. Hey, kids, look out. We're we're trolling big chunks of dead meat here while you're swimming. But yep. uh, it's um, no, it was it was, it was a great uh, great little trip. We're enjoying ourselves thoroughly. Well, and, cool. Uh, look for a pretty day at the beach today. Yeah, it's Florida, so it's going to storm like crazy in the afternoon. Right. At some point, but um, we uh, just enjoying a nice little getaway for my wife's 39th birthday. Well, good for you. I can't believe you married somebody so much younger than you, but that's a whole other story. Seriously, well, she's she's been 39 for almost as long as I've known her. Oh, okay, gotcha. Fair enough. And um, the oh, can I give a shout out, please? Uh, of course you can. My friend Daniel at Tight Seal Plumbing, who went and repaired the water heater in my rental house, which I found out an hour and a half before I got on the airplane Thursday that it had gone out. Of and course. he went over yesterday and took care of it and didn't have to replace the entire unit. He repaired it and it was not expensive. Good for you. And made a big sigh of relief come for me i don't get that lucky but i'm glad you did yes 
Yes, indeed. Well, gentlemen, hopefully we'll have um, some more reports next week of just beautiful sunny weather on the beach. And um, they're they're not big. We're right across from Cape Canaveral, and didn't see any rockets out on the launch pad. Um, but apparently they are launching one in a couple of weeks. You just stay there, though. Um, we might just do that. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool to watch. I think that'd you know be we were here. 14 years ago, maybe, and saw when they were getting ready to launch a shuttle. Yeah. And we were down on the beach, and we didn't, we weren't here for the shuttle launch, but we, um, you know, a couple of days ahead of time. And uh, you see all these cruise ships going in and out, and saw a Navy destroyer out there, and it was just kind of cruising up and down. And all of a sudden, I mean, it was gone. That, I've never seen something so big get up and move so fast. And it headed back over toward the Cape, which was amazing. So don't uh, don't piss off the Navy. Absolutely not. Word of advice. Good, good advice. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, have fun. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your trip. All right, gentlemen. Enjoy the rain. We're we'll lucky to have that back home. We'll do it. It's important. It's, uh, it's making things grow for you. That's right. <laughs> Green side up. All right. All right. I'll take care. See you. Bye. Take care, bud. There you go. Live fishing report from Cocoa Beach, Florida. That would be cool to be down there fishing and then just, you know, see a rocket go off. I was, I did see a rocket go off once before, actually a space shuttle. Um, cool. I was out on a gambling boat out of Jacksonville, Florida. And one, one night they launched like at 9 o'clock at night, 9.30 at night. And the captain announced that uh, they were getting ready to launch. And if you would, you know, go out on deck, you could see the launch. And it was it was really cool to watch. Uh, and I don't know how far from Cocoa Beach or, you know, Cape Canaveral we were in Jacksonville. But uh, by the time the shuttle got up in the air a little ways, we weren't far. I can understand. Because yeah, it actually kind of came up towards us. Yeah, it kind of arcs when it they level out and start going but it was uh, it was way cool to watch i, the, I think that would be, i think that would be really 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 cool to see i think that'd be really cool it is never seen it myself though all right hunters for the hungry reported their second best year ever mm-hmm. that is pretty cool hunters donated 145,259 pounds of venison that were processed and provided Hunger relief to many, many organizations. All right, so let's let's do the math. And I don't know how they all prepared it, but I know what they tell me here. Mm-hmm. 145, 259 divided by 30. That feeds, they said they can feed 30 people with 30 pounds of meat. Mm. That doesn't sound right. Maybe it was 300 times 30. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. 300. So that's 1,452,590 people that were able to eat thanks to the generosity of hunters. That's uh, pretty cool. That is. Um, uh, the, 581,000 meals, according to them. 581,000 meals. Uh, they said it was a tough season, uh, overall harvest being down 12%, but still the hunters were generous this year and um, – so were the processors in making this happen for the hunters of the hungry. Uh, three out of the last five years, they've broken donation records. 
and um, thousands of hunters have spent time harvesting for the program and donated to this program, and it's a great, great program. It, it is. really is. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, They're doing a lot of work, too, the, because of the chronic wasting disease over Correct. Hardeman County, which was one of the, is, 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 is Dagum Ground Zero. Ground Zero, yeah, I was about to say. Um, is the largest producing Hunters for the Hungry County in the state. So, but they tested every, every donation they tested for CWD before they put it into the system. Even though there's, uh, no, um, there's no evidence that it can be transmitted to correct. humans, but they're erring on the side of caution. Correct. But, you know, th- this is still relative. I mean, I know C- CWD has been around for a while, but they haven't done a lot of human studies on it yet. So, you know, we're trying to mitigate it, not study it at the moment. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning with kind of an idiot's outside. Yep. We just heard about a really great fishing captain or two down in uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida. And here is the opposite of that. Yes. A Florida captain was arrested for boating under the influence of alcohol after reportedly threatening and holding his passengers hostage while on a 12-hour fishing trip over the weekend. Wait, hold on a second. Maybe we should change this segment to drinking outside. A lot of it does does happen that way and usually involves idiots. So, yeah. Uh, the captain was under the influence, possibly, of drugs during the trip as well as alcohol. Wow, good. He's got the trifecta happening here. Yep. Captain Mark Bailey, 36, was hired by uh, Carlo Laparo uh, for a day-long fishing excursion in Sarasota. Uh, Lapero paid $2,000 for the trip and brought family and friends. Uh, seven hours into the trip, when the group was nearly 60 miles offshore, things became violent. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, people who was on the charter, a 15-year-old young man, went to go get uh, Leparo a beer, but grabbed it out of the captain's pail, or the captain's stash of beer. And the captain said, put it back. The 
kid thought he was joking. Well, he captain went down, grabbed the kid around the neck by a necklace, which broke. There was a heated argument, people yelling and screaming. Well, then they tried to get the captain to turn to shore about 2.45, but Bailey continued to steer the boat out another 10 to 15 miles. According to the passenger's police report, Bailey was drinking beer and rum on the trip, and one passenger claimed to see him snorting cocaine, and the other alleged he was smoking a joint. <laughs> oh, man, this is... Here's the best part. At one point during the trip, the captain uh, called uh, up to the deckhand and... Uh, threatened them by saying, I have a 9 millimeter, and if I want, I will put a bullet in each of your heads and leave you out here. That's a good captain. The group said they considered overtaking the boat. I'm, I'm thinking this is like the King Mutiny, Mutiny, King yeah. Mutiny right here. Um, but uh, his gun prevented them from doing so as they feared being shot. <laughs> Bailey allegedly shot his handgun approximately six times while they were on the boat. Oh, wow. This is getting better. Right. So he finally starts heading into shore, made it within 10 miles of Sarasota, and then just started going around in circles. Uh, fortunately, somebody was able to get a cell signal and called uh, their family and 911 and the Coast Guard. Two and a half hours later, uh, they finally got in about 1 a.m. Bailey finally steered the boat to the dock. Sarasota police and Coast Guard officers were on the shore waiting to take Bailey into custody. You think? He resisted arrest and kicked a patrol car door while he was being handcuffed. Good. Good. Mm -hmm. This is getting better. Uh, he, uh, Laparo was upset that uh, Bailey was released on only $620 bail. Should have been at least the $2,000 he ruined uh, probably. the fishing trip for. Um, he wasn't, uh, according to Laparo, he just wanted to take his family and friends out like he does every June 1st. He wasn't planning on being in fear of his life for 17 hours. So uh, if you're down in Florida and you're looking for a charter captain, steer clear of Mark Bailey. <laughs> Just a suggestion. Yeah, I think he's not on my, my, my short list. Now, we know a lot of good captains, and that is not one. No, no. <laughs> oh, wow. What a day. <laughs> now, the, the scary part is if... if if they had been armed as well, that could have really ended up poorly. Yeah, that could have. Yeah, that could have gone south real quick. Because I mean, you, you a guy shooting his gun out and you're 60 miles out. I'm in fear for my life. Especially when he's had uh, rum, beer, possibly cocaine and marijuana. Yeah. I wonder if he dropped that bag of uh, cocaine. Hey, hey, it was, yeah. There we go. Well, that was off of South Carolina. Maybe he dropped it in no, Florida it's, and it it's, it went up. Yeah. yeah. Captain, we found your drugs. You can pick them up at the uh, police department. Uh, wow. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll, that's a good one to end. Now, the flip side of that is going out and fishing with a deputy. <laughs> I hope. Way to tie that in. I hope Captain, what's his name, doesn't go fish with a deputy. Yeah. Oh, he will be for a while. I can tell you that. <laughs> hey, it's been a good show. Uh, we uh, appreciate having uh, Brian Johnson in here today, uh, kind of seeing what we do and wondering what we do, and I'm wondering what we do sometimes. I agree. Uh, good luck to him. Hopefully he'll come back sometime this summer. Or maybe he's at an alley once. I don't know which. He doesn't want radio. I'm going for TV. There you go. There you go. All right. You know what's next? Yep, she's here. Outside with Cindy. She's, it's coming up next. Tony Sanders Outdoors. See you next week. Loving every day That's the prayer that a country boy brings Thank God he made me this way
You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.